chapter. As we continue to look at our theme for this year, which is growing people to reach the lost, we will continue um, today at Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. We'll be looking at Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. And we want to thank you all for tuning in today. Just so grateful for Sister uh, Little Linda for watching as well from Linda and also Sister Barbara for watching as well. And we are thankful for Brother Howard, um, Deacon Dixon and Sarita, Charmaine and Reggie and, and Joy. We are so grateful for you. Uh, Cuddy and Mumu, we're grateful. Sister Virginia, we are so thankful for you as well. Um, Colina, we thank you. Tamara, we thank you. Sister Mary, uh, we got a, a lot of Sister Marys is watching, so we thank you, Sister Mary, all the way from Virginia Beach for watching us, and Calvin for tuning in every once in a while. We're so grateful, and also Sister Mary um, from Clinton Baptist Church, both Sister Marys from Clinton Baptist Church, we are so grateful for you as well for uh, tuning in as we turn to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, 18 through 20, as we continue to uh, move through this theme that we have this year, our theme, uh, growing people to reach the lost. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. On this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, Make Disciples. Make Disciples. Before we get started, I want to one, apologize to you all, because I believe through the last five weeks of preaching through this theme, growing people to reach the lost, I've caused some of you all to assume that the only responsibility we have as Christians and believers and followers of Jesus Christ is to share the gospel. Although that is true, we have a responsibility, and we looked at it as the church have a mission to share the gospel as we looked at Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and our responsibility as believers who are, who are saved and are walking in the will of God is our responsibility is to share the gospel, but that's not only our only responsibility. We also, as believers, must make disciples. Here in this text, Jesus commissioned us to to make disciples. We, we, we are not only called to, to share our faith, we're not only called to, to uh, witness 
uh, be witnesses of Jesus Christ. We're not only called to, to, uh, to, to let people know that Jesus Christ is the, is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way you can have uh, salvation is through him. We're not only called to, to go out and evangelize and, and let people know about the finished work of, of Jesus Christ. We're not only called to, to tell people about Jesus Christ. We're also called to make disciples. We are called, we are called Brother Howard, we are called Brother Dirk, we are called uh, Sister Nate, we are called Joshua and Tasha, we are called Sister Iris, we are called Joe and Wendy, we are called Aiden and Katrina, we are called Candy and Cherie, we are called to, to make disciples as believers, Sister Dale, as believers, Miss Butler, as believers, Mr. Butler, we are called to make disciples. And here in this text, Jesus commissioned us. To make disciples, Bonnie. He commissioned us, Yvette, to make disciples. He commissioned us, Charlie and Nate, to, to make disciples. Here in this text, he says in verse 18 that all authority has been given unto him in heaven and earth. Jesus, a uh, 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 total authority has been given to Jesus. Jesus says that all, all authority has, has been given to him. Total authority has been given to Jesus. And he says that I have all authority over heaven and earth. This authority that, that Jesus uh, uh, proclaimed to have, this authority that was, has been given to Jesus is not the authority that you and I see on a daily basis. You and I see, see categorized uh, authority or we see positional authority. Authority and the position of authority meaning we have authority in different positions. For instance, I remember as a uh, young, a long time ago when Jackson was around five years old. He's sixteen now, and I remember I, he, he asked me to do something. I was upstairs in the bedroom, and he came upstairs and he said, "Daddy, can you can you do this?" And I said, "Tell your brothers or sisters to do it for you." And he went downstairs, and I heard him say, ask Jazz and LaMonica and Lil' Man, can they do something for him? And all of them told him, they're watching TV right now, they'll get it later. And he came back upstairs crying and said, Dad, they won't do it. And I said, Jackson, go down there and tell him, Daddy said do it. I, I, I gave him authority with the position that I have as a father, as a daddy, to, to give him authority to tell them to do what he wanted done. That, that, that's positional authority because I'm the dad. I had positional authority over my children, and I gave him transfer authority over to him to, to, tell, to get the uh, Jazz and LaMonica and Little Man to do what he was asking them to do. And he went downstairs and said, Daddy said, and when Daddy said, guess what? They got up and did it, Deacon Dixon, because that's authority. That's authority, positional authority that I have. Some of you all have positional authority. On your job, you may be the boss. On your job, you may be the, the lead person. On your job, you may be the one, Philip. On your job, William. On your job, Sister Morgan, you may be the one that, 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 that calls the shot, that the shot caller and, and the shot baller, you the one that make the decisions. And on your job, you had a position or authority. In your business, because you own it, you have that positional authority. And, but this kind of authority that Jesus is talking about, this is not the authority that we have. This authority, Deacon Dixon, this authority, uh, uh, Sister Dixon, this authority that, that we have, that we see that Jesus is talking about, Pandora, this authority that he's talking about, have total control. Jesus said, I have total control. I have total authority over everything. 
I know all of y'all always talking about how I mispronounce words, but Jesus said, I got total authority, Miss Darlene. I got total authority, Jackson. I got total authority, DJ. I got total authority, Keisha, over everything. Everything he got total authority. Everything. He says, I got authority over heaven and earth. This is absolute authority. This is, this is Jesus being a preeminent. This is Jesus being a superior. This is Jesus being a supreme. He has total authority over everything. And he says, I have been given total authority over heaven and earth. Watch this. It's about to get good. It's about to get good because it's authority that Jesus has. I'm just thinking about the authority that he has. Guess what? You got to understand the authority that Jesus has. You walking around frustrated and upset with the things that you're going through, but you must know that the God you serve, that Jesus Christ you serve, have authority over the situation you're going through. This is absolute authority. This is total authority that Jesus Christ has. The sickness that you're going through, Jesus have authority. The pain that you're going through, Jesus have authority. The trouble that you're facing, Jesus have authority. The bad grades that you got, Jesus have authority. The situation you're going through, Jesus have authority. The bad marriage you in, guess what? Jesus have authority. The stuff that you're facing, Jesus have authority. Sam, Jesus have authority over everything everything. Briggs family have authority. There's no need of crying. There's no need of getting frustrated and getting upset because the sickness that you have and you and it's driving you crazy. All you got to do is call on the name of Jesus because he has authority over your sickness. Don't you know he has so much authority that he can speak to your sickness and it can be gone like that because he has absolute authority. Everything that he says got to happen because he has authority. Jesus said all authority been given to me. All authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. Everything that we see on earth and everything that we come against on earth, he has authority over it. He to dictate what it's going to do and what it's not going to do. He dictate when it's going to stop and when it's going to start. He has authority over everything we see. But not only here on earth, Jeanette, he has authority over the things in heaven. Oh, my God. He has authority over, over the things in heaven. He has authority over everything. God has given him authority over everything, even not the heavens of heaven, but also the atmosphere of heaven. He has authority over the demons. He has authority over the evil spirits that flow around trying to knock you off the track of God. He has authority over the devil. That's why you got to understand that you can stand against the devil because who you serve and the one that's living in you have authority over for everything. Jesus says, make disciples. But he says, I have authority over everything. Now, why is this important? This is important. Watch this. This is important because he commissioned them to make disciples. So he commissioned them to make disciples, and he knows that we as man going to always come with some excuse why we can't make disciples. We always going to have an issue of why we can't make disciples. So before we come up with our excuse, Jesus says, let me tell you the position that I have. Jesus said, let me tell you why I can commission you to make disciples because I have all authority. So now what Jesus does 
is now he transferred authority over to us like I did to Jackson and say, Daddy said, um, Monique, Daddy said, Monica. So he transferred uh, 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 authority over to us where we can now go out with power and authority to make disciples. Look what Jesus says. Jesus says here, he says, all authority has been given to me. He says, all, all authority has been given to him. He says, all authority. He says, since authority has been given to Jesus, Therefore, he says, now since I have authority, here's the commission. He said, therefore, 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 go and make disciples of all the nations. Oh, this is good right here. This is good. He says, since I have authority, since I have authority, Sister Sadie, Sadie since, uh, Brother Watts, Sister Watts, since I have authority, uh, Sister Kim, since I have authority, uh, Sister Murray, since I have authority, he says, now I commission you to go make disciples of all the nations. He says, I, I commission you, I commission you, I commission you to go make disciples of all the nations. What he says is, I'm transferring my authority over to you that you may go out and fulfill the commission that I commissioned you. He says that I want you to go make disciples of all nations. See, see this word disciple is an interesting word. It actually means to copy or to duplicate. Or to duplicate. It means to copy or to duplicate. This word disciple means to copy or to duplicate. I, re I remember, I remember uh, a while ago when, 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 when churches was giving out CDs. Uh, you would go to the bookstore or, or you would uh, uh, check in online and ask for a CD of a sermon. Now we don't do that no more because we can just send you a seat. We can just send you this sermon via text message or via email um, in a link. So we can send you this, Sister Powell. We can send you this, uh, Janae. We can send you this, Jeff. We can send you this, uh, Sister Cunningham. We can send you our service uh, straight to a text message or to an email. So we don't, we don't do CDs no more. Here at Clinton, we don't do CDs. So, but I remember a, a while ago, um, we, uh, CDs was, was in. Where, where you duplicate CDs, you had a duplicator. And what you have, you have this tower, uh, which is called a duplicator, and it will have multiple slots in it. So the first slot, the number one slot, will go for your masters, Deacon Dixon. Your number one slot will go with your, for your masters. So your master CD, the one that is the one that was created right off your preaching or even um, the, the first one that was created, you will put that at the top. That was your master. That was your master. You will put that at the top. You will put that at the top. And then you have 10 slots underneath of your masters. And you will put blank CDs. You'll put blank CDs in the 10 slots. So what you would do, you would put your master in, and then you will open up the 10 slots and put the blank CDs in. And once you put the blank CDs in, what you would do is hit the duplicator. You would hit the on button, and the on button would come on, and whatever on the master will be duplicate to the blank CDs. Whatever's on the master will be copied off the master to the blank CDs. I'm, I'm trying to get y'all to understand what this word means, disciple, what this word disciple means. It means to copy or to duplicate. So, so you'll put the master in the top, the top slot, and the rest of the slots below it will be the one that copy, get copied everything on the blank CD from the master. Now watch this. When you get the CD or when I get the CD, it sounds just like the master CD, but although it's just a duplicate. <laughs> That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. It sounds just like it's the master CD. 
Matter of fact, it, 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 it has everything the master CD has on it, but it's not the master, it's the duplicate. It, it's the copy of. And Jesus says, here, I have authority and I transferred it to you to make disciples that you may make duplicates of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, I'm commissioning you as believers, as Christians, as those who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ to go out and make disciples. What are making disciples? Is that you make duplicates of Jesus Christ, that you make copies of Jesus Christ. You make people that look like Jesus, that talk like Jesus, that walk like Jesus, that think like Jesus, that acts like Jesus. Our job is to go make disciples where we make people who are duplicate like the master. Oh, that's some good word. That's some good word. He says, make disciples, make disciples. He commissioned us, and he gave us authority to go out and make duplicates of Jesus. See, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. We only think the process stop when we share the gospel. We only think we are called, Brother Terrence, we only think we are called to share the gospel. And once we share the gospel, that's it. But it's not it. That's not the end of the process. He said that the process must go on. There are more steps that need to be taken. So he says that our job, our calling, our ministry, our responsibility is to make disciples. See, so what happened? We go out and we share the gospel. Let me explain to you. We go out and we share the gospel. Someone come to Christ. Because we witness to them and share the gospel. Someone come to Christ. So what we do, once they come to Christ, we get excited. Yeah, I led somebody to Christ, man. They surrender their life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. The angels in heaven is rejoicing over the one. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. We're, we getting excited. We praising God, and we should. Because now eternal state has been changed. Somebody eternal state has been changed. Somebody now moved from condemnation to uh, glorification. Somebody now moved from uh, away from God to now close to God. And we should celebrate that. But what we do, we once we give them the plan of salvation and we walk them through the plan of salvation and they surrender by faith, Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. What we do now is we drop their hand down. We hold their hand through the whole process of which sharing our faith. But as soon as they said, as soon as they accept Christ, we let their hand go. And Jesus said, that's not the process. The process is we have to make disciples, Sister Barbara, Sister Parker, Brother Parker. We have to make disciples. Are you making disciples? Are you making copies of Jesus? Are you making duplicates of Jesus? See, because he says that we must make disciples once they surrender their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Our job is not to let their hand go. Our job is to hold their hand and walk them through this process of Christianity. This is what making disciples look like. This is how you make disciples. You hold their hand through the process of Christianity. You hold their hand. You work with them, and you make disciples. This is what it looks like. This is what we call to do. And I have a question. Are you making disciples? 
We see it all in Scripture. Disciple making happen all in Scripture. We see it back when, when, when David was friends with, uh, with, with, um, with Saul's son, Jonathan. He, he discipled him. Also, we see it with Paul and Timothy. He, he discipled him. We see Jesus disciple the disciples. Are you making disciples? Are we discipling people? Are we just worried about getting people to salvation? And that's a good, that's a good concern and worry to have. But we are called to disciple people. And what we do, this is why discipleship is important. Because what happened, we give them a plan of salvation. They surrender their life to the Lord. And then we look at them and say, oh, they're supposed to be Christian. Look how they acted. Yeah, they are Christians. They accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but remember, they didn't get discipled. So because they have no discipleship, they don't know how to walk in the will of God. They don't know how to act in the will of God because they haven't been discipled. Our job is to disciple people, to make copies of Jesus Christ. He said that we are to make duplicates of Jesus Christ. This is what we call to do, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. He says that make disciples, he said all authority been given to him. Jesus said, I have given you all authority. I give you authority to make disciples. But watch this, because it go further. He says, make disciples of all nations, Deacon Dixon. Ooh, that's so good. That's why we learn in the Bible study how to do surface scraping. Why would he say all nations? Why would he say that? We know we're supposed to tell everybody about the gospel. We know we're not only supposed to keep the gospel to our close friends and family. We know we're supposed to tell everybody about the gospel, but he says not only do we tell everybody about the gospel, he says, but make disciples of all nations. This is important. This is important. See, if you got your Bible, circle all nations because this is the place where you should have celebrated. This is the place when I said make disciples of all nations, this is the place where you should have got excited. This is a place where you should have been thanking God. This is a place where you should have been running around your house, flipping over furniture, jumping on a couch, thanking God that you got a chance to have this, be disciple and be a child of God because he said make disciples of all nations. See, at one time, the discipleship was only to those of Israel. At one time, discipleship was only for those who were, who were, who were, the, who were the called of God. Discipleship and evangelism was only to those, sharing the gospel was only to those who were Jews. I see some of y'all looking at me funny. Y'all don't believe me. Turn to, turn to Matthew chapter 10. Turn to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 5 and 6. Remember, he says, share the God. I mean, d- disciple. Disciple all nations. Every one of us. We should have been celebrating now. We've been celebrating because at one time we wasn't in this category to be disciples. We wasn't in this category to be children. He says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6, look what he says. He said, those 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Guess who were Gentiles? Gentiles is everyone who wasn't a Jew. That were you and I. That were us. That were us. He said, go in. Don't go to the Gentiles. He says, and do not, watch this, enter a city of the Samaritans, but rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He says, look, 
Don't go to the, to, the, to the Gentiles. Don't even go in the house of the Samaritans. Don't go nowhere near anyone who is not a Jew. Don't go in and share the gospel. Don't disciple none of them. But now he comes here. He comes here and says after his death, he comes now and says, go into all the nations. You should have been celebrating right now. You should have been saying, hallelujah, thank you, God. Because now you have a right to be a child of God. At first you didn't, but now you do. You have a right now to be a disciple of God. At first you didn't, but now you do. You should be celebrating right now and thanking Jesus that he has given you an opportunity, that he has tore down the wall of separation, Briggs family. That now you have a right, Kenneth and Nikki. Now you have a right, Sister Kim. Now you have a right, Sister Ann Cuddyham. Now you have a right, Andrea. Now you have a right, Pastor Tucker. Now you have a right, Pastor Reeves, to be a child of God. Thank you, Lord, for sending the, your word to me that I may now receive your word, believe your word, apply your word, and be a disciple of your word. Says, go to all the nations. God tore down the wall of separation. That now salvation has been open to everyone. Salvation has been open to everyone. And he says, when we go out to witness, make disciples, that we must make disciples of everyone. Everyone. Everyone, we must make disciples. I remember as a youth pastor at Kettering Baptist Church where I served for 20 years. And I would go to these retreats, and I would preach, and I would go to these, these um, overnight camps and preach, and I would, I would go to these youth services and preach, and there were kids that come up to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. And we were so excited because God was moving in, in these young children's life, and, and we were excited about it, but my, my, my hope was that they get connected with someone to disciple them because they had come in. And they received Jesus Christ and they got to go back home to what they came from. And now they have nobody discipling them. Although they believers, they have nobody to walk them through this process of discipleship and what it means to be a child of God. So he said that we must disciple people. We must hold their hands. We must walk them through this. But he goes on. He says that all authority been given to him. He said because all authority been given to him, then we should make disciples. We, we, he, he transferred the authority over to us, Sister Toya. He transferred um, Sister Gwen. He transferred Sister Cole authority over to us. He transferred Sister Hawkins authority over us. He transferred Sister Powell authority over us. He transferred Sister Hick authority over to us that we may go make disciples. But now he tells us how to make disciples. Look what he says. He tells us how to make disciples. He said, um, he tells us how to make disciples. Look what he says right here. And verse number number 20. I mean, uh, yeah, verse number, number 19. He says, now here it is. He said, go there and make disciples of all the nations. And now he tells us how. He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He says that this is how you make disciples. This, this, how, this is the process. This is how it should be done. He says that we ought to go out and, and make disciples. He said, we are to make disciples, but he says, here's how you make disciples. You got to baptize people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He says that, that, that the way you make disciples, you got to baptize people. So here, Jesus is speaking of water baptism. 
Now, let me help you understand and explain some things. That water baptism is an outward appearance of what happens spiritually. Okay? So water baptism is an outward appearance of what happens spiritually. So what happened, when you go get baptized, we fill the pool up with water, which our pool is up there. We fill it up with water. You go in, and what we do is we pray. By the profession of my brother or sister faith, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what happened, the water represents the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ. So what the pastor do and, and the leaders or the deacons would do is to help out. We will take you and then submerge you completely under the water. So now spiritually what happens when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, teach pastor for you, I'm, I'm excited to say that. Look, you, what, you, what happens is you submerge them completely under the water. So now when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what happens spiritually, spiritually now you be immersed in the blood of Jesus Christ, fully covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And then you'll be raised back up. And that's why 2 Corinthians tells us like this, we're a new creature in God. See, now we raise back up as a new creature. Although we're the same and we look the same, but we are new spiritually. So baptism is that symbol, outward symbol of what happens spiritually. So we put you down in the water, which represents the water, represents the blood, is a symbol of the blood. We raise you back up, and now you are now a new believer in Christ. So he says, once you accept Jesus Christ, once they accept Jesus Christ, after you, the first part of making disciples is baptizing them. And baptizing them is the first act of obedience, the first act of obedience in the, I mean, uh, the, the baptism is the first act of obedience of your salvation. The physical, the, of obedience. That's saying, baptism is saying, I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So we ought to baptize people. That's why baptism is not for unbelievers. That's why we don't baptize children who, who, who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because baptism is for believers because it's an invitation, an outward showing that I'm following my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in baptism. Meaning that I identify with Jesus. I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ by faith. And now I follow him in baptism. So parents, I know you want to get them little kids baptized. We don't do it here. We dedicate them, but we don't baptize them. Because baptism is for believers. And he says that we have to baptize them. So now once they surrender their life to Jesus Christ, we should be encouraging them to be baptized. We have a lot of new believers here. We had a lot of people join this church within the last year. A record amount of people. And a and, and majority of them are new believers, Gretchen. So I encourage you to be baptized. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to be baptized, you can call me at 301-653-6219. Call us. And let us know, hey, Pastor Pew, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I want to be baptized. We're not baptizing you into no church. We are baptizing you because you have surrendered Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can be baptized here, and you're not even a member. If you're a member and you want to be baptized, give us a call. But it has to be salvation. You have to have salvation. You have to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So you should be baptized. 
He said, this is the first part of discipleship, encouraging people to be baptized. Because <clears throat> baptism identify with Jesus Christ. This identify that you are a believer in Jesus Christ. This is the first step to discipleship. After you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you should be baptized. Now, baptizing by any way, by baptizing not by any way imparts salvation. You have to be saved through faith, not of works. Not of works, but by faith in Jesus Christ, believing in him as the son of God, and he shed his blood for the remission of our sin that we may have salvation. Believing in the finished work, his death, burial, and resurrection, and ascension. And once you believe that, that brings salvation. And now, the next step in making disciples is to get people baptized. My question, are you making disciples? Are you encouraging them? This is how we discipleship. Encourage them to get baptized. So they can identify with Jesus, a public identification that I'm a child of God. Said this is how you make disciples, baptism. The second thing he says is how you make disciples. He said baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's, a, that's another thing I got to talk about. Look what he says. I read this so many times over the years, and I always thought this word was, was plural. I always thought this word was, was plural, the word names. And I say, he said, baptize them in the, the names of the Father, Vicky, the names, Indra, the names, uh, Valerie, the names, Sister Lee, the names, Charmaine. I always say, uh, baptize them in the names of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But no, it's one. It's singular. It say, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, meaning the Trinity, because they are one. All they are three distinct roads, but they are one. He said, baptize them in God. He said, baptize them in God. But then he tells us how else. How else we ought to disciple people. He said, not only by baptism, but he says that we need to, look what he says in verse 19. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. He says, remember we said make duplicates? Make duplicates. Make copies. We are called to make duplicates, copies of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? He says we got to teach them. That a discipleship start with teaching. After we get them baptized, now we got to hold their hand and teach them. Teach them about the things of God. Teach them about doctrine. Teach them that the only way you can have salvation is through faith and not of works. Teach them that Jesus is the only way to this, this spiritual life. Teach them that they have to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. Teach them that every day they have to de determine to live for God. Teach them how to read their word. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to fast. Teach them how to meditate. Teach them how to have spiritual I mean discernment. Teach them the, the elementary principles of Jesus Christ. He said, this is how we make disciples. And here at Clinton Baptist Church, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're making disciples. Like I said, we had a record number of people join our church in a year. And majority of them was new believers. New believers. That's a record. New believers. 
people who have never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ came and surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. And our goal is to make disciples. And we see people growing tremendously. Because here at Clinton, if you're not growing, you don't want to grow. Because we have provided, uh, myself and the leaders have provided every opportunity for you to grow. Every opportunity. We taking advantage of Zoom. Matter of fact, we using Zoom so much, they're going to charge me interest. Because we wearing them out. They may email me and tell me we got to owe them a, we owe them a tip because we ran it out. We have Zoom class for women on Sunday at 1 o'clock. We have Zoom class at 3 o'clock for young adults. We have Zoom class, uh, uh, Zoom prayer, um, where we talk about prayer and we pray at 5 o'clock on Sundays. On Monday, we have Zoom class for men. On Mondays, we have the um, deacons training. On Tuesday, we have trustee training. On Wednesday, we have Zoom class again for Bible study. On Thursday, we have Zoom class for the U lesson. And now we're doing Zoom classes for sharing Jesus without fear. On Friday, we have free conference call for those who don't have Zoom. Where Pastor Rees teach, um, um, will talk about devotion and, and testimony and prayer. And he do a short Bible study. We have a Zoom class for everything and, and um, conference call for everything. We are teaching people. We are discipling people. So if you're not growing here at Clinton, you don't want to grow. Because we have made every opportunity, we have exhausted every opportunity for you to grow. And we still are in our think tanks with a group of people trying to come up with more ways that we can exhaust your spiritual growth to be discipled. We have made every opportunity for you to grow. Because we interested in bring and in, in making duplicates and copies of Jesus Christ. We interested in making disciples. And he said, we got to teach them. We got to teach them. We can't just give them a plan of salvation and then say, okay, go ahead about your business. No, we got to make disciples. We got to baptize. We got to encourage them to be baptized. Be baptized. And we got to go out and teach them the things of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ leave us with some assurance. He not only tells us to go make disciples, but then he assures us that he will be with us. He said, and lo, I will be with you to the end of this age. He says, lo, he ensures us of his security and his safety and his presence with us. He says, you go make disciples, and guess what? I'm going to be with you, and I swear, I, I receive right now. I know that Jesus is with me. Because we are making disciples. I see people growing. People's spiritual lives are being impact of the work that we're doing here for the kingdom of God at Clinton Baptist Church. Do we have more work to do? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have a lot more work to do. But I believe here at Clinton Baptist Church as a senior pastor, we are doing a great job, but we still got more work to do. So my question to you, because the church here is doing it, we doing it, we making disciples, but are you? Because there's some people who you are witness to that I may never see. There's some people that you are sharing the gospel with that I may never come in contact with. So it's not my job to, to, to disciple them, it's your job. But I'm here to assist you. Because we have classes. Are you inviting people to the women class? 
Are you inviting people to the young adult class? Are you inviting people to prayer? Are you inviting people to the men's class? Are you inviting people to, to, the, uh, um, to Bible study? Are you inviting people to the, to the uh, sharing Jesus without fear class? Are you inviting people to, the, to share the gospel, Sister Washington, I mean to the devotion on Friday? Our devotion on Friday for those who don't have Zoom started out with two people, Pastor Reeves and Sister Washington. And we just started this, starting this year. I looked at the, the report, and now this class is growing so much. And I'm, I asked Pastor Reeves, I said, Pastor Reeves, what, what's going on over there? You're starting a whole new church, which, by the way, I'm celebrating. Because the kingdom of God is growing. And guess what? He said, Sister Washington, who's over in a senior living place, she invited all her neighbors. And now all her neighbors, most of all her neighbors is particip participating, right? Participating on, on this uh, free conference call on Friday at 5 o'clock. Participating on that. Now, the, now it's growing. And we celebrating that. And I talked to Pastor, Pastor Reese yesterday. And I said, Pastor Reese, what I want you to go do, the books that we teaching through on Friday night, I want you to go purchase all the books you can and give it to that whole senior living place, whoever want them, so when they come on a the call, they have the information that you are teaching from. And, and, and give your receipt to the church, and we'll pay for it. We're not going to charge them a dime. Because we are interested in making disciples in our youth. Because we are called. We are responsible to make disciples. Jesus Christ has commissioned us to make disciples. He says he got all authority given to him. And because he has all authority given to him, he has authority that he has transferred over to us to make disciples. He said we ought to go out and make disciples. What is disciple? Make duplicates. Make copies of Jesus. And then he tells us how to do it. He said baptize. Encourage to be baptized. For those who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, if you want to be baptized, give us a call, put it in a text, we'll get back with you. But then he says also we need to teach them. We need to teach them about the things of God. Are you holding their hands? Your job as a Christian is to hold their hands and walk them through the spiritual maturity, I mean the spiritual path to mature as a godly person. And I ask you, are you doing that? Because our responsibility is to make disciples. Amen? Amen. That's Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. But I appeal to you because there are some on here we can't make disciples of. The first step of making disciples is you got to be saved. You got to have salvation. And Jesus Christ made that plain and clear for us. In John chapter 14, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come through the Father except through him. He said in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that whoever gave his only begotten son, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He said in Matthew chapter 10, 9, um, that uh, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. He says that the first part of being a disciple is it starts with your salvation. And I ask you, are you saved? 